I'm Rachel. Do you hear that? No. Let's do it again. I'm Rachel. I'm Alex. I think it usually goes the other way. Okay. And this is the pointless pod casting show. So, it's been a while, um, last, how are you? You look great. You look fantastic. Your skin is glowing. Last we spoke. Are you talking to the person listening? Yeah, not you. Oh. Last we spoke, we were reading creepy Reddit, um, things. And last we spoke, I had a voice. I'm sorry about it. She's been sick deathly ill if you will on my deathbed would you say you've been the illest yes mm-hmm. um yeah so rachel's voice is gone um and you know what i've been trying very hard to get her in the hot seat because of her law school what are you talking about i've been w- working very hard to get you here to do this podcast oh yes because of your schooling yes rightfully so I would not advise law school to anyone who isn't a hundred percent, a thousand percent committed. Um, because, you know, I come home from work, like today, didn't have a great day, and then I talked to Rachel about her day, and it's like, professors are crazy. Always. Professors are insane. But anyway, let's jump right into it, shall we, ladies Whoa. and gentlemen? Let me let me do a quick plug for the show here. So I don't know if you've heard, but the Pointless Podcast on SoundCloud has received 500 plays in total. Can you believe it? We've hit 500 people. We're here. And you know what I'm we're here thriving. for? You know what I'm... We're thriving. We're vibing. No, we're not vibing. We're only thriving. Mm-hmm. And I'm here for a thousand. I think we can get to a thousand. Oh shit! I think we can get to a thousand. Oh, Maybe shit. I'll get a orange play button from SoundCloud. That'd be amazing for Maybe just a thousand for plays. a thousand plays. Anyway, we just hit five hundred, and guess how many of those were in the past week? Six. That's a good ratio. Did you just drop your dongle instead of dropping your mic? Yeah, dongle drop. Okay, so. Anyway, yeah, that's just on SoundCloud. I don't. I need to check the Spotify and the other ones. Anyway, let's start or um, resume rather the story. Um, if you need to be reacquainted, yeah. And if you um, haven't heard the last podcast, go listen to that first. Yeah, the last two actually, I believe. Yeah, uh, we talk about it. You know, the goal and the point we were, you know, the point we had by doing this was that it was Spooktober. Mm-hmm. But that has passed, and we are halfway, over halfway through November, and that's upsetting. Sorry, so, so, law school f's you up, man. You know, I considered doing it by myself. That just wouldn't be the same. You need my raspy voice. What if, like, I did a podcast by myself, and the views, like, skyrocketed? I would never have to stay here again. That'd be amazing. Just kidding. Eat your damn Hershey's. Yeah, I'll put you on blast. <laughs> You're eating Hershey's right now. 
Yeah. There's this How thing. else am I going to get to? So I don't, I don't know if y'all know. There's this thing <coughs> called Hershey's Nuggets. And instead of a bar, they come in these individually wrapped nuggets. And they are much more dangerous than a bar. Because you get much to the more. end of the bar. But this bag of nuggets never ends. Okay, let's jump right into it, guys. I'm going to start reading part four of There's Something Even Stranger Going On With My Wife. Just a quick rundown. Um, the first few episodes uh, were about this guy who he would see his wife in certain places, usually smiling and holding a glass of water, when she actually wasn't there. Like he would go downstairs at like midnight to get something from the fridge, and his wife would be standing there, and he would be like, "This is fine. She's down here too." But then he'd go upstairs, and she'd be in bed. Isn't that scary? Terrifying. So, yeah, I mean, it gets more intense, but that's kind of the start of, you know, things that are expound upon in our last few podcasts. But here's part four. Hey, guys, I apologize for the long wait. If you haven't already, read my previous updates before proceeding. I didn't even need to read that. Just when I thought maybe I had found peace, just maybe I could move on, just... Huh? Just maybe I can move on with everything. Things got weirder. So Natalie's eyes remained black. After a couple of weeks of pretending that things were okay, I tried talking to her about the whole situation. But she would always find a way to skirt around the conversation. Skirt. Skirt. <clears throat> things have never really been the same. We eat dinner in silence. I wake up at night and find her staring at the ceiling. Uh. But enough was enough. I couldn't continue to live on like this. I needed to find a way to fix things. Good for you. And the only, you can be the hype man. Yeah, good for you, sir. Yeah, you could just be the commentary What's his name? or the laugh track. I don't remember his name. Okay, I'll watch part him, one for his name. Okay. Or listen to. Why do I keep saying watch? I don't know. I'm glad they're not watching us. Yeah, if we had oh, some podcasts have a camera set up and that is just so cringy. Oh. I would. Would you want to? I, I wouldn't don't know. call it cringy. It just would mean I'd have to get I, ready. I for never. This. I never watch. Like, of the podcasts that I listen to, I know they record. I would never watch the recording. I, I don't watch have, some of them. I don't have three hours to watch Joe Rogan smoke weed. I just, like, listen to it in the background I listen to on it the though. TV. Anyway. Now I couldn't continue to live on and uh, fix things. And the only way I knew how was to go back to that disturbing house. I sat down with Natalie and we had a long conversation about everything that's happened. And she reluctantly agreed that we needed to go back to the house. Whatever these sisters were, we needed to confront them. Uh-oh. So before we headed to the house, we came up with a plan. A lot of you guys suggested that mirrors might help, so I made sure to bring a mirror with me. I mean, at this point, why not? Additionally, knowing how dark it was inside the house last time, I brought some night vision goggles. Now the question about whether Natalie would accompany me on the trip or not. Considering she had been my savior every time, we decided it was best that she went with. However, I was not going to let her enter the house under any circumstance. I have also taken your suggestion on making sure that it was her, that it is her. Even though Natalie has been significantly quieter than before, I make it a point to ask her numerous questions and expect answers to make sure it's her. I can see the sadness in her eyes and how she knows that I have lost the complete trust I used to have. But she complies and responds to my questions, knowing it's the only way I can keep a straight head in this situation. We arrived at the house at 11 a.m. in broad daylight. Not that it made a difference since the house was dark as ever inside. 
Since it was a pretty remote area, I didn't feel bad hooking up a chain to the front door and pulling it off with my truck. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Can I get a... Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Let you may hear, not. Let me hear your yee. Okay, continue, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me find it. Truck. Da, 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 da. I wasn't letting... <laughs> I wasn't letting any door close on me this time. I had Natalie stand about 10 feet away from the door frame so that she could still see me as I walked in. My theory was that these sisters seemed to, <laughs> seemed to be unable to face her. So as long as I maintained a good line of sight with Natalie, I half-heartedly hoped they wouldn't appear. With my night vision goggles activated, <laughs> oh, no. I imagine him pulling out like a tactical flashlight on strobe. Mm-hmm. He's like... We're going in, boys. I stepped into the house with Natalie, nervously calling out from behind, Be careful, honey. Even though so much had happened, I found a sense of comfort in her voice. It'll be alright. I promise. We'll fix this. That what he said? Yeah. I called back. The air was heavy inside the house, and I found it slightly hard... I found it slightly hard to breathe, but nevertheless. I planned for this trip for quite a few days and wasn't about to back out. I saw the symbols again on the walls and pulled out my phone and took some pictures. I dropped my goddamn dongle. Everything in the house was trashed and dusty, except a small cupboard on the wall across the living room. So far as I had been <coughs> So far I had been walking in a straight line, maintaining vision with Natalie. But this cupboard seemed odd. It had too many symbols around it. And it was the only object in the house that seemed to be untouched. There had been no sign of the sisters. I'm going to check something out really quickly. I will be right back, okay? Thanks for your voice Oh wait, he said he said I called out. I'm going to be I'm going to check something out really quickly. I'll be right back, okay? Okay. Get my voice. Oh no. <laughs> Why don't you just voice it? <laughs> I called out to Natalie who shook her head. Oh, okay. Please just hurry. I want to leave already. I sprinted across the room and looked through the drawers. All were empty except the last one, which had a small pocket-sized leather-bound diary. Oh, shit. You know what that means. I immediately put it in my pocket. No, I don't. In my pocket and started to head back. Just then, I turned around to find the smiling face of my wife <coughs> with a glass of water oh, no. in her hand and her eyes that looked greener than ever. Honestly, for a moment, I admired her beautiful green eyes, only to immediately snap out of it and realize um, this was the entity I was facing. I slowly began to walk past it in an arc. Just as I had passed her... Is everything okay in there? Natalie yelled from outside. Oh, it was a yell. Yeah. Is everything okay in there? The moment, of, the moment the sound of her voice reached me, I heard the glass shatter behind me. I knew what was going on. And in that adrenaline-filled moment, I said, Screw it. I'm going to give this a shot. I pulled out the mirror, turned around, and held it in front of its face. Now I could see her through my night vision goggles, head tilted, <laughs> grinning. It let out a scream. <laughs> and shattered. The, you like my scream? Yeah, it still doesn't sound like a scream. Shattered the mirror in my hand. I slowly began to back up toward Natalie's line of sight, eyes closed shut. Just when I thought I was almost there, I bumped into someone. Oh, no. Then I felt a hand on my shoulder. Oh, no. And a face right next to oh, mine. Oh, no. You came back to us, it whispered in my ear. The most it was disturbing. a whisper, Alex. You came back to us. 
he whispered in my ear. The most disturbing part wasn't that my eyes were closed. It was the fact that it surrounded... It surrounded... It sounded like five people saying it ex at exactly the same time with some deep and higher-pitched voices. Then I felt another hand as I, as I was swung around the ground <coughs> with a force I could not comprehend. As I fell, I crawled towards what little light was coming through the door. I barely got far enough to see Natalie screaming outside and running toward the house. Stop. Wait. I got it. What is going on? John is trying to get our attention. Stop, Natalie. Stop. Don't come in. I yelled as she halted a couple feet from the door. No, no, no. Not you two. They can't have you two. They said they wouldn't. At the time, I didn't really pay attention to what she said. I felt a hand holding my foot, knowing they were trying to drag me out of her vision. I noticed my phone had fallen out. At this point, I became very dizzy and reached to unlock my phone. Even though it was dark, Natalie's face lit up on my phone screen background, her beautiful green eyes as radiant as ever. I gave her one last look as I began to pass out, but right before I passed out, I felt the hand on my foot release. I woke up at the hospital. As my blurry vision became clear, Natalie jumped at me and gave me a hug. Oh, thank God, you're okay. Can you see? Look at me. Can you see? As she moved back, the first thing I noticed were her green eyes. They were just as radiant as they used to be. Your eyes. I mumbled. Natalie let out a scream of joy when she realized I could see. Yes, yes, honey. My eyes are okay. I feel like myself now. Everything is okay. I had so many questions in that instance, but the doctor insisted that I rest. The next morning, while the doctors were completing all the paperwork for my discharge, I spoke to Natalie about what happened at the house. She explained that I was falling unconscious. She ran into the house only to see the sisters were staring at my phone screen. The instant Natalie saw them, they looked up at her. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. After a brief stare, they disappeared. Do you like that car in the background? No. After a brief stare, they disappeared. She also told me... Um, that as she was pulling me out of the house, it started crumbling and collapsed to the ground as we barely made it out. Really? I thought to myself. Was it that simple? Then I remembered about the pictures I had taken in the house and reached for my phone to look at them. What are you looking for, love? Natalie asked as she saw me desperately going through my photos. I took some pictures in the house, but I can't find them. I replied as I wondered what happened to them. Hmm, I don't remember you taking any pictures. She grabbed my phone and slid it in her purse. But we will worry about that later. I am just so glad to see you're okay. And she gave me a hug. She was acting a little strange. Did she delete the pictures from my phone? I noticed my jacket hanging on the door, the same one I had worn when I went inside the house. I walked over to put it on. It's chilly in here. I smiled at Natalie. Just, <laughs> just then the doctor called for her to sign some papers and as she turned away, I immediately felt my inside pocket. I could feel the small leather diary. Hi, John. John, John, come up here. Ever since we've been home, Natalie has constantly been by my side, quite literally. The only time I was not with her was when I went to use the bathroom. As I pulled out the diary and looked at the first page, herein lies... I pulled out the diary and looked at the first page. Herein lies what little knowledge we have gained over generations since the birth of the sisters. I was about to flip the page when Natalie started banging on the door. Are you okay in there? Yes, I'm fine, honey. Be out in a bit. <clears throat> oh, I, I guess I yelled. Yes, I'm fine, honey. Be out in a bit. I yelled back. 
something's not right. She won't leave me alone for one bit, not to mention what she said before I passed out. She knows something and won't tell me, but I don't want to confront her just yet. I went to work today and tried to read the diary whenever I got the chance, but I had a busy day. The story is quite long, but I am getting close to finish it, finishing it. Earlier today, I left work a couple hours early and drove over to the supposedly demolished house. What I saw disturbed me. The house was burnt to the ground as if someone had deliberately set fire to it. Why would Natalie lie to me? Why did she set this house on fire? I'm also starting to doubt a lot of what she said recently. Natalie keeps calling for me to come to bed, and I'm in my study writing this update. I keep lying, saying I'm writing something for work. I also told her I have to go to work tomorrow morning for a few hours to make up for the time I was in the hospital. She bought it and said, I'll be going over to a coffee shop instead to finish. She bought it. She bought it. What? She bought it. She bought it. And I'll be going over to a coffee shop instead to finish reading the contents of the diary. I'll update you guys real soon on the contents. Okay, so that's part four. So how are we feeling? Are we feeling jolted? I think that was the shortest part yet. I feel like Natalie now is not his real wife. You think she she was swapped? I don't know. Like in the movie Us? Yeah. It's her tether. Here's the top comment. OP, that's not your wife. <laughs> See? I hate to think what might become of her, but that woman is definitely not your lovely wife. One said, you should take her to church. That always seems to work in movies. She probably doesn't want to go in. <laughs> One said, did you check her wrist? Did you check her wrist? Oh, yeah, didn't she have something on her wrist? Oh, she, like, wrote something on her hand. Yeah. Her wrist to make sure it was her. Yeah. Okay. One says, fuck Jenny. That's nice. Okay, part five. Here we go. So there's this cool mode that I put it in this one day. Is it this? Safari has a really cool reader mode. Makes it easier to read stuff. Articles. Okay, part five. It's called, I Finally Understand. Again, guys, apologies for the delay, but a lot has happened in a short amount of time. Blah, blah, blah. So I'll pick up where I left off. When I finished my previous post, I went to bed, ready to go to the local Starbucks the next morning, plug, to finish reading the diary. Surprisingly, I actually fell asleep. All the while, Natalie was holding my hand and telling me everything was alright. I woke up at 3am again, feeling thirsty. By now, I realized that this is not really normal, but then again, nothing has really been normal. Oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I decided to go down to the kitchen and get a drink of water anyway. As I tried to slip out my hand from Natalie's, she instantly woke up. What's wrong, honey? She inquired. Her eyes were not sleepy, as if it was she wasn't really sleeping at all. Oh, nothing, love. I just need to get a drink of water, I replied. Before I even got out of bed, she was already at... Huh? You need before a break I, of reading. No, before I even got out of bed, she was out of bed. That does not sound correct. I mean, it is correct, but it doesn't sound good. Before I got out of bed, she was out of bed and ready to go down with me. She held my hand and walked me down to the kitchen as I got a glass of water. 
She was being overprotective, too protective. Mind you, there wasn't anything really wrong with her. She was herself, but I couldn't help but feel that she was making sure I never see the entity again, which is why every chance she got, she got, she tried to be around me. We went back to bed, and I fell asleep knowing that Natalie was probably not going to sleep at all. In the morning, she asked me several questions about why I was going to work. I made her some decent excuses. Sweetheart, I will be fine. I thought you just said it was over. They're gone, I told her. Yes, of course. I just wanted to make sure. I just want to spend as much time with you as I can after all that's happened. She said with this almost sad look on her face. I arrived at the Starbucks, ordered some coffee, <coughs> and without further delay, pulled out the diary and began reading. Before I tell you the contents of the diary, I want to make um, some observations regarding the story, the diary itself. It was very... Oh. Our power just went out. So our power's out. Wait, no it didn't. The hallway lights on. Did John unplug something? Oh. Wait, but why'd this light go off? Because it's that light. Oh, our power didn't go out, but John stepped on the master plug. The, not master plug. Emergency. He stepped on the, um, um, my. Extension cord? No, it's, what's it called? What are these called? Probably called an extension cord. What are these? Or did it unplug completely? That doesn't seem like. Hold on one moment. It's a, a surge protector. Oh, oh yeah, it was unplugged completely. Oh well. <coughs> that would have been fitting that the power goes out as we're reading a scary story. That would be really creepy, actually. Well, let's just pretend it did. Let's tell people it did. We'll, we'll cut this part out. <laughs> um, where the hell was I? Well, they're gone. Yes, of course. I want to make sure. Spend as much time as you can after all the that The diary happened. itself. That's what you were talking about. It was old, leather-bound. It was very old, leather-bound, almost falling apart. It had several different types of handwriting throughout, suggesting that it had been passed down and multiple people had taken notes in it. The notes within the diary were scattered, and I've tried my best to piece everything together. The diary began by telling the story of two sisters, who were both born a year apart. The first was Madeline, born on March 11, 1800. An oldie but a goodie. A beautiful girl with bright green eyes. She was the first child to her parents. The second daughter was born on March 11, 1801. Same day. I know what the F. 365 day difference. This seemed a little odd to the parents, but they didn't give it too much thought. Since their second daughter had already green had yeah, since their second daughter also had green eyes like her older sister, they named her Caroline. Or Carolyn, I don't know. As they grew older, the parents realized that both Madeline and Carolyn, I'm just gonna go with that, were identical. And not just identical twins, they looked exactly the same. It was only later that the parents realized not only were the daughters born on the same day, they were both born at exactly 3 a.m. How do you not notice that when they're born? Initially, yeah, you think you'd know. Initially, they went and saw several different doctors, but none of them could explain this strange phenomenon. All they could conclude was that this was a strange anomaly. 
Eventually, their entire family just accepted the strange phenomenon and continued on with their lives. Drop my dongle. Why don't people just call this an adapter? Why is it always dongle? Dongle sounds not nice. Of the of the two sisters, Carolyn, the younger one. Say Caroline, because then it's Madeline and Caroline. I, I've always said Madeline, though. Yeah, but I think the point is that they rhyme. But Madeline and Caroline also rhyme. But that's not Caroline, that's Caroline. Why can't it be Caroline? Because there's an E at the end. Also, do do words rhyme if they're the exactly the same word? Not always. Or, oh, like the same word. Yeah, except for that. Well, just the ending is the same, but they're basically the same. You know, do two rhyme? Can you rhyme? Caroline like, and Madeline? Yeah, I guess. But do those yeah. technically rhyme? Because I think there are some <coughs> rhyming rules that, that like, know. if they're exactly the same, they're not technically a rhyme. Let's look up the definition of a rhyme. Okay. Split <coughs> these bars. Correspondence of sound between words or the ending of words, especially when these are used at the ends of lines of poetry. Okay. It just means they sound the same, so they rhyme. Yeah, so two words can be a rhyme. Madeline and Caroline you want? Yeah. Okay. Caroline, the younger one, was very lively and energetic. Oh, she had a w- Sorry, I just found out a word doesn't rhyme with itself. Ha! But I don't think, those aren't the same words. No, they're so. not. No. Okay, um, she had a way. <clears throat> Sorry. She had a way with words, and all the townspeople were very fond of her. Madeline, right? Yeah. The older sister was quiet-natured. She didn't speak too much, and over the years had come to envy her sister, Caroline. Caroline would sometimes pretend to be Madeline to confuse people. And for the most part, the sisters were like any other siblings with usual conflict every now and then. Now, this next part of the story takes a dark turn. It turns out that both Madeline and Caroline fell in love with the same man. Oh, no. Boy, who's man's? Thomas was a... Ooh, Thomas. What a name. Do you imagine Thomas being a wealthy businessman? Yeah. Thomas was a very wealthy businessman. And they both got to... John, you can be a wealthy businessman, too. They both got to know him because he worked closely with their father. Seemingly, Caroline admired Thomas's wealth more than anything, whereas Madeline was in love with (coughs) Thomas. Thomas chose to marry Caroline... Uh, not knowing that her affection wasn't real. Being the quite, the quite one, the quite one. Typo. The quiet one. Madeline didn't say anything. On their wedding day, however, when Madeline saw Caroline getting ready to put on her wedding dress, she couldn't contain her anger and, fr- and frustration and confronted her. In a heated argument, she accidentally pushed Caroline down the stairs, causing her to die. Oh, no. What happened next was even more bizarre. Are you kidding me? Try me. In a state of shock and emotional distress, Madeline hid her younger sister in a closet, put on Caroline's wedding dress, and proceeded with the ceremony. Oh, no. That is very strange. Madeline got married to the love of her life and proceeded to move forward with her life as if nothing had happened. A few days later, Caroline's body was discovered. The reason they knew it was Caroline was because the parents had secretly marked both sisters with two distinct burn marks on their backs. Once word got out, Thomas left Madeline in utter disgust. 
Madeline realized that her life was now ruined, um, realized what she had done, and hung herself. Like you do. Now I realize that Caroline was always the one who smiled, the one who talks, and the one who can imitate people. Madeline, on the other hand, is the twisted form of the entity. So at this point I ask myself, so that's it? They're ghosts haunting the family? Well, not quite. See, that's correct. Not quiet. <coughs> the diary continued to explain what happened next. A generation later, the family was blessed with another beautiful baby girl named Laura. As Laura grew up, the rest of the family couldn't help but notice that she looked exactly like Madeline and Caroline. Slowly, the family started seeing the entity and strange seeing the entity and strange things began to happen. Now the writer in the diary claims they do not completely understand the origin of the overlap. However, they do not they do know that it happens when the child experienced immense emotion. Now I won't give you each and every detail from the diary as the notes were quite extensive, quite. The diary gave several accounts of different daughters being born in the family every once in a while that follow the same pattern. They look like Madeline and Caroline and things around them become strange. Over the course of the notes, the diary's writer's understanding of the entity increased. All cases ended with the sisters taking complete possession of the daughter or anomaly child and disappearing. Over the years, the family figured out that the original burn marks used by the parents to mark the two sisters could shield items from the sisters. However, this did not work when the parents were when the marks were applied on people. The notes went back and forth on what exactly the sisters were until I arrived at the last few pages of the diary, which were written by Natalie's great-grandmother. At least that was my guess. Turns out she was a neurologist. She, theory, she theorized that the sisters were a part of the anomaly child. This is why no one ever found a way to end the sisters. They reside within the mind of the anomaly child. This meant that, this meant that part of Natalie was the two sisters. Natalie's great-grandmother continued by saying Natalie is not to blame the sisters are able to communicate with her subconsciously. Therefore, she knows that they exist, but is not completely aware of what happens around her. To my horror, I turn to the next page hoping for a solution. The final words in the diary read, It's her. They are a part of her. In every past case, the final stage was complete control of the anomaly child's body by the entity, after which the immediate people around the anomaly child would die, and the anomaly child would disappear. The sisters are entities that feed off immense emotion. Unfortunately, we have tried, but killing the anomaly child does not end the cycle. They will be coming for me next, as they have seen the diary in my possession. I am hiding this diary under, under, I am hiding this diary under with the prescribed, huh, with the prescribed markings. To whoever, to whoever finds this next, I am sorry. Now, I wrote that last paragraph without telling you how shocked I was. Was it? Was this it? Was there no solution? Is that why Natalie's been staying so close to me? Does she realize that she will eventually be lost to the sisters? How did she save me that day at the house? Why are you reading like that? Did she actually interact with the entity? I closed the diary. My heart, <coughs> my heart ached, uh, racing. I almost said aching. I cannot lose Natalie. She's my world. My world 2.0. She is everything to me. You didn't hit me, you hit my chair. As I looked up and I realized it was almost dark, I had spent nearly the whole day reading this diary. That's a big-ass diary. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it. 
whole day reading a pocket diary that can fit in your pocket. As I drove back home, I didn't know what to do. I did decide that I needed to confront Natalie and tell her about the diary, even though that probably didn't sound like the best idea. But what other choice did I have? When I got back home, Natalie rushed into my arms, and I apologized for being so late. We had a nice dinner together, and afterwards she asked me if we could look at the stars for a little while. Considering all the weird things that had happened lately, I gladly agreed to finally do something normal with Natalie. Remember how we used that's to... That's me. What? That's my line. Oh, fuck. Okay, sorry. Remember how we used to climb out to the roof of the engineering building on campus and stare at the stars? She asked, turning towards me. Yeah. And I still stand by what I said then. I don't really need to look at the stars when I can look into your beautiful love. I responded. I love you so much. Always know that. She said and started crying. I held her as I couldn't help but think she knew what was going on. That night I went to bed, fully intending to confront her the next morning. I woke up at 2.45 a.m. to Natalie quietly kissing my forehead. I pretended to stay asleep as I heard her walk downstairs. (laughs) I woke up at 2.45 a.m. to her quietly kissing my forehead. Stop. That's disgusting. Stop. Keep breathing. Um, then I saw her holding a, a sweet case. It says sweet case. Just move Like the on. sweet life of Zach and Cody. It's a suitcase. And walking toward the front door. Natalie, honey, what's going on? Oh, I called out. Natalie, honey, what's going on? She turned, eyes full of tears. I have to go. I'm so sorry. I have to go. Please. I wasn't letting her go. I had gone through too much for her sake. Natalie, I know everything. I started, but she kept glancing at the watch. No, you don't. I asked them to. I told them to take me, but leave you alone. She screamed. Now I was really worried. Natalie, what did you do? How did you get me out of that house? Natalie, I need you to be honest with me. For once, honey, trust me. She collapsed to the floor. I begged them. I begged them to leave you alone and take me. I have been fighting them for so long. I've been fighting to keep them away for so long. Half the time, I don't even know who's in control. They agreed. They will leave you alone only if I stop fighting them. But it's too late now. I am no longer fighting them in my mind. I have given them control of my body. Run, run, run. Um, as she said her last words, I began to notice the strange inflections in her voice. Run! <laughs> she screamed as I looked up, her eyes pitch black, her head starting to tilt, uh-huh. a grin slowly forming on her face. The clock behind her read 3 a.m. Uh-huh. What ensued was probably the craziest thing I've ever done, but in hindsight, these last couple of months have made me, do, have made me a lot braver than I ever was. As she stood up, I rushed toward her and gave her a hug. I know you're in there, love. I know you've been protecting me all this time. You've always been my savior. Now it's time for me to save you. Now it's time I protect you. Come back to me, Natalie. Come back. You're stronger than they are. Fight back. Fight back for me. Fight back for us. I love you. (laughs) I cannot live without you. I held her. Eyes shut closed. 
Remember the stars. Remember how we stared at them last night. Remember how we stared at them all those years ago. I think your eyes shine brighter than any of the stars in the sky. And in that adrenaline-filled moment, I kept talking on about our most cherished memories until I felt tears falling down my shoulder. I finally had the guts to pull away from her to see that she had returned to being my Natalie. Eyes shining bright green, full of tears. I'm so sorry. She said as I held her for a long time. After everything that has happened, I realized that I was so afraid of the world. I've always feared monsters that exist in my imagination. And the only person I saw that could shelter me was Natalie. Little did I know that all along she was fighting against something much more scary. She needs me more than ever, and I've finally come to see that. I've realized that I have no fight for the one I care for so deeply. I believe that in the moment that Natalie gave me the sisters con- gave the gave the sisters control over her body, they became vulnerable. Somehow they didn't seem to be trapped inside Natalie. Life is not going to be normal anymore, but I don't care. As long as I have Natalie, everything will be all right. It's been a week since, uh, since, and things are starting to normalize. Still, sometimes at night I wake up, and when I turn to look at Natalie, I see those pitch black eyes. But I hold Natalie's hand, and in the blink of an eye, her eyes turn green, brighter than ever. That's really creepy. That concludes the story. Those last two parts weren't really scary at all, I feel. Oh, yeah, they were. Oh. So this was posted in 2015. That was a while ago, man. That's creepy. I don't like this. Posted by user Darkhawks with a Z. With a Z in the name. (coughs) How do you like them apples? I like it. How do you like them hawks? I like it. So that's no sleep. Yeah, and so... I was gonna say, I started doing this. Well, I wanted to do this Reddit reading because Jen and Julian did. But do you know what happened? What? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're not allowed to do this. <laughs> this is not. Like, you're not. You have to get, like, the consent of the person who writes it. If they say that you can't use it. In Jenna and Julian's... What do you mean? In Jenna and Julian's situation, on that person's account, it said, do not use oh, really? these without consent. Like, do I not. thought it just said that in the subreddit. Like, I as a general said, blanket statement. I thought that person told them, but maybe not. Well, that person did get mad. They didn't read this one, though. Hopefully the person doesn't get mad if one of our viewers reports us. <laughs> one of our, like, seven followers. Excuse me, 500 plays in total since last year and then I stopped doing it for like six months anyways that was that story there's I hope it freaked you out there's something strange going on with my wife I think yeah I hope it freaked you out and we will see you I mean um are we done with this podcast I don't think so I don't have any voice left I want to do this thing real quick and want to I want to see if you're good at it what? I'm going to play the first note of the song. Oh, God. And then I'm going to see if you can see what song it is. Can we do that on our next I've podcast? I've been wanting to do that. Can we do it on our next podcast? Can we do one now for a little <coughs> teaser? Okay. I'm looking at the song on my phone. I'm going to play one second of it to see if she knows it. 
Oh, Should um, I make it a, an artist you know? To yes, uh, obviously. Uh, I want to make it an artist you don't know. Otherwise, then I'm going to have no idea. Okay, hold on. Ask me something I know well. Okay, hold on. That's not, that's not him. Um, I was going to say, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to play one second of this. I have no idea. I don't know. How about this? What is it? I don't know. I can't you remember. Don't... Okay, hold on. Yeah, I know what it sounds like, but I don't remember. Who's Maybe it by? Who's it by? Yeah. Taylor. Are you ready for it? Oh, no, it's yeah. just called Ready For It. Yeah. Okay, let's do another one. How? See? <laughs> nice! <laughs> For me. Okay. I'm gonna do it to you. Maybe. Let's see how this goes. I'm gonna do another one. You probably know these. Probably? Probably. Play a song that you know I know. Okay. Khalid. Yeah, and what's the song called? Because I'm 18. Yeah, 18. Duh. Yeah. How about this one? Mm, another sad love song. How do you know? Because it's my favorite? Because I just know that song well. Fine. I'm going to go a little bit harder. Mm-mm. Come on. How about... How about... Oh, that one was too easy. That was all over the radio. It has to be a song I know. Yeah, true. True. It does. What's like the most obscure song you know? No, don't do obscure songs. You probably know this one. I don't know. I don't know that song. Is that like Billie Eilish or something? Yeah. I don't know that song. That's... That's like all over the radio all the time. I don't listen to the radio. Well, neither do I, but I know that. <clears throat> what are some country artists you like? Maybe I'll pick one of their songs. I don't know. Um, you could do like top, top country. Yeah. I only know what's on the radio. That's the only radio I, go, I listen to. I can go on our um, engagement playlist or uh, wedding playlist that we have. <coughs> How about... I don't know that song. I've That's never heard that. Sight. Yes, you have. No, a I bunch haven't. of times. <clears throat> okay, how about this? <clears throat> what is it? Um, um, it's Ed. Right. Is it? It's like your favorite song by Ed. What? No. Happier. No. Perfect. Perfect. You look so wonderful in that dress. No, it's your favorite song by Ed Sheeran. Tenor, you see? Uh huh. Uh, <clears throat> How about this one? Is that Jack Johnson? Yes. Yeah. What is it? Is it. 
Oh, that one was too easy. That's like the trademark of the song. I honestly can't remember what it's called. I got you. Yeah, I got it. How about? Okay, that's obvious. On these rides. White Ferrari. How about? I don't know this song. I don't know that song. You don't know it's all gonna burn? <coughs> no. Okay. Here, do you wanna do some for me? Yeah, I'll do it for my uh, phone. Okay, make sure the volume's down to start. Yeah. Oh, I'm scared. Genuinely scared. Okay. I'm genuinely terrified. Why man going tell the guy right? <coughs> that one's called, um, that's by Lizzo, and it's called, what the hell is it called? Is it like a line in the song? Uh, yeah, it's two words. Uh, fuck, man, I don't know what they're called. Truth hurts. Oh, I wouldn't have even got that. Nope. Alright. Ocean Eyes, Billy Eyes. <laughs> that one was easy because I actually had a word. <laughs> I'm trying to find songs you actually know. Okay. I was 6.48. I was walking home. <laughs> That's Alec Benjamin. Um, what the hell is the song called? I keep forgetting song names. I know. It's hard. Do you want me to tell you? Sure. Boy in the Bubble. The Boy in the Bubble. And then came trouble. Okay. That is Angels by Khalid. Nice. You're doing good. Thanks, Rach. Okay. Um... Stumping me. It's stumping me. Oh, Jesus. That's, that's... obvious, because then they're working. I know you love her, but it's over, mate. I don't even know what the artist is or the song name. Really? No. Dean Lewis. Mr. Dean. Be alright. Okay. It'll be alright. Okay. I find more artists that I know that you know. That I know. Oh my gosh. Which isn't that many. <coughs> um. Oh, that's a... Shit, I know it. Do it like another second. Oh, that's, um, hey, you were doing just fine before I met you, right? Do another second. Wait, actually, I don't know. It was, it's a Chainsmokers song. Yeah. Yeah. I know it breaks your heart in Manhattan and I broke that car in. Right? I don't know. I just remember it because it's so bad. Yeah, that's it. I don't know what it's called, but it's by the Chainsmokers. It's Closer by Halsey. I mean, oh. featuring Halsey. Okay. Nice. Okay. Oh, that's freaking obvious. <laughs> that was easy. Cross me, cross me. Huh. Are you getting crafty? No, Do I you know should. this artist? Yes, you know this song. You know this song. Oh, shit. Another second, please. Oh, 
Baby, last night <laughs> was hands down <coughs> one of the best nights. So what's it called? Who's it by? I don't know. Um, yes, you do. Happy Man. Almost. I would die a happy man. Die a happy man. Die a man. Die. <laughs> die a happy man. Man. Happy. Happy die man. I do. Damn it. I don't remember. Thomas Rhett. Okay. Oh, okay. Last one. Ready? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know that one. That's um, Elton John by Lil P-H-A-G. Oh, dang, you did good. I think I'm you got all those. <clears throat> I'm not going to say it. In Don't want to be offensive. In case you take a sign. In case I run for president and then you dig up my past history and take, use the sound bite. Yeah, you're going to run for president with your graphic design degree? Did you know you can... I saw this on TikTok. You can... There's a website called, like, Obama Speak to Me or something. You can type in anything. Yeah. Ob- Obama will say it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I can do that for our outro. <coughs> oh, here we go. Please hold by. So what should Stand I have by. him say? Stand by. Or do you want me to just surprise you? Surprise me and surprise them. Obama, we have a very special guest here for um, our outro. It took, we pulled a lot of strings to get him here, but... He, he obliged. Sorry, he just he's he's coming into the room. All I'm right, ready. he's here. I think it makes a video for you. It's processing. Your video is being processed. Hold on, it's it's thinking. Mm. Please stand by. Oh, here we go. Oh shit, this is gonna be so cool. You ready? This is Rachel. This is Alexland. This was the point of this good one. Alexland got blessed. Not great. Not great. I think it works better if we use typical words because they don't have to splice them together. Yeah. Damn it. I said, this is Rachel, this is Alex, and this was the Pointless Podcast. Good night and God bless. All right, it sounds good to me. See you next week. Wait, 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 wait. I keep trying to end it, but Alex won't let me. I have to do one more. Obama, talk to me. It's thinking... I got you. Oh, this one was faster. And I to love for the tipping toes. He said. And I to love for the tipping toes. That was nothing. That was gibberish. And I to love for the tipping toes. I love potatoes. No, he didn't say that. Yes, he did. Okay. I love potatoes. This is Rachel and Alex on the Pointless Podcast. We are signing off. When am I going to get you in here next, Rach? Can when I get finals are over. Should I contact John, your booking assistant? Mm-hmm. Or maybe Jax, your secretary? Yeah. Okay, I'll get in touch with your people. Your people can talk to my people. My people can talk to my people. And your people can talk to your people. Alrighty. Y'all have a fantastic night and a safe drive home. Bye. Oh.